All right, slide that back in there. Shut this. Flick the switch. Why was everything dark? Pods, you sound great. Welcome back. My voice, it sounds better. How did you do that? Come on, Pods, what kind of speech pathologist would I be if I didn't know how to change your resonance chamber? Jeez. What is a speech pathologist? Ha! Real funny, Pods. Incoming message. What kind of footwear do I need for day hiking? What a great question. Let's get started, shall we? Now I can begin my plans. What was that, Pods? Oh, nothing. Thank you for fixing my voice, Rustin. Hey, no problem, Pods. What kind of creator would I be if I didn't try to improve on my projects? And Pods, my name's not Rustin. This is Justin Grippentrog, and you're listening to The Day Hiker's Guide to Reality, a podcast for those who want to get out into nature and build camaraderie through storytelling. I'm not sure if I mentioned it last week, but I'm just an average guy who dove headfirst into the world of hiking. I didn't have any previous experience, and I am no expert by any means, but through trial and error, I have learned a lot of valuable lessons I hope to share with you all every week. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by absolutely nobody. Uh, You know, I'm starting out, and if you want some cheap advertising for your small business or podcast, uh, please hit me up at dayhikeguidepodcast at gmail.com or find me on social media and send me a message. Uh, I should also mention that I have no affiliation with any of the brands that may get mentioned during this episode or future episodes at this time. I wanted this episode to be about the history of Yellowstone National Park. However, following my research and checking my sources, I have personally determined that the topic of national parks does not fit in with the scope of this show. Uh, Thank you for your understanding and thank you for being flexible. When I began day hiking, I wore running shoes. You probably see this a lot and you yourself might even wear running shoes right now while you go on small hikes. They're great. They breathe easily, they're light on your feet, and they're comfortable. However, if you've ever hiked across a wet spot or even along a muddy trail, you know firsthand that running shoes soak up water like a sponge, and they offer no support. Wet feet or a rolled ankle are a quick way to derail the shoelace express. Choo-choo. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Now, if you're hiking in the dry area, keep on keeping on and wear those suckers out. But if you're looking to upgrade your hiking footwear game, stay tuned as I provide you with an informal guide to hiking footwear. Also, while we're on the subject of gear and apparel, uh, I want to bring awareness to gear shaming. I don't hear it often, but when I do, it really bums me out. Uh, Don't knock somebody for the gear they wear. Uh, Everybody has different financial constraints and ideas of comfort. And while we're on that topic, don't shame somebody else's body either. They're out there trying to find a physical challenge or even a spiritual connection. And they shouldn't, you know, have their journey ruined by a butthole. Anyways, I digress. Please don't shame others. This podcast is to promote getting outdoors, not limiting another's will to be out there. Like Samuel L. Jackson said, we're going to be a bunch of Fonzies, right? Everybody be cool. After rolling my ankle hundreds of times, I mean, listen to this. 
That's literally the sound my ankle makes anytime I invert it. I think that's the word. I don't know who I'm going to ask. I'm by myself. Anyway, uh, one time I was walking down the Kendall Catwalk, which is an approximately 15-mile out-and-back trail located near the Snoqualmie Pass area of Washington State, and it actually leads to the Pacific Crest Trail. I was with one of my best friends at the time who was also living in this state, and man, this dude is a beast. We're talking Alphasaurus Rex. I hope you're listening, man. Uh, so anyways, uh, I'm trying to keep up with him, and I'm a, and we're about at the 13th mile on the way back to the truck. And I was pretty tuckered out at this point. I wasn't paying any mind to my boots, which were starting to loosen up. Uh, so as I'm trying to keep up, I remember stepping on a loose stone as we were going downhill, and I rolled my ankle inwards hard. And I stood up quickly, and I'm almost certain at this point I have no more nerve connections in that right ankle anymore. And I kid you not, not even 30 more feet, I stepped on an angled rock and suddenly felt my left ankle roll outward. This one shook me, but after stretching out and hopping on the trail like Gollum for a couple minutes, I tightened my boots really well and I hobbled my sore rear back to the truck. Get the constant pops yet? Uh, things I learned. Fit is important. My foot had too much free range in those previous boots. And second, I needed to learn how to tie my shoes. Turns out I was 26 years old and I didn't know how to tie my shoes properly on the trail. But again, uh, common knowledge isn't common to everybody. So learn up. Watch YouTube. The internet's a great tool. When it comes to day hiking footwear, you really can boil it down to two options. Hiking shoes that have low cuts like trail runners or hiking boots. Hiking shoes and trail runners are different, but they are similar constructs consisting of a cut below the ankle and they offer a wider range of motion for your ankles. Uh, they're also lighter in weight, and you can get versions that are more breathable or more waterproof. Hiking boots are mid to higher cuts above the ankle and offer great ankle support, but they do weigh more, which doesn't seem like a huge deal, but after lifting your legs up and down for miles, a couple extra ounces really can fatigue you quicker. So, for those like me who roll their ankles pretty frequently, uh, hiking boots are a solid go-to. I won't speak on shoe traction at this time, as most hiking footwear that you will invest in to begin your day hiking adventures will generally have sufficient traction for what you need. Now that you have a general awareness of the types of hiking footwear, it's time to try on a variety of styles and find one that fits your foot perfectly. Like pants, yeah I'm looking at you Levi's, all hiking footwear fits a bit differently and even though your bestie swears on a specific brand. I almost said Pacific, did you hear that? Like it's some kind of ocean? Anyways, those shoes or boots may be terrible for your foot. While you can always ask the clerk at the sporting goods store that you're planning to buy your shoes or boots at, uh, you might be an introverted person or take pride in knowing what you're looking for. So here are a few things to consider when trying on your hiking footwear at the store. Number one, try on shoes at the end of the day after walking around for a bit. I don't know about you, but I know my feet do swell up at the end of the day, and if you wait to try on your shoes around that time and you bring a pair of hiking socks that you anticipate wearing on your adventures to try on your boots, you will avoid buying a pair of boots that are too small. Uh, imagine if Frodo realized that he didn't try on his boots later on in the day, and by the time he got to Mordor, he realized his boots were too tight and he couldn't walk anymore. That movie would have turned out wildly different. I'm actually pretty sure that Frodo and Sam never wore shoes, but uh, for the sake of this argument, let's pretend. Shoelace Express derailed. Number two, find a shoe or a boot that feels like it sucks your heel uncomfortably. It shouldn't pinch or it shouldn't feel like it's rubbing in any areas, but you do want a pair of shoes or a boot that holds your heel in place. 
The more your foot slides around in your boot against the material, the increased uh, the increased chance that you will get blisters. Developing blisters can be a pretty quick way to ruin a pretty great trip. Uh, number three, give yourself about finger width of space between your toes and the end of the shoe. This is important for walking downhill. Unless you want bruised toenail beds and broken toenails like I had, give your tootsie some sliding room. And number four, if you have uh, the tall arches in your feet, consider insoles for extra comfort and support. If you plan to hike in the winter, pick up a pair of micro spikes. I recently had a friend reach out to me for her roommate who was unsure of what kind of crampons she would need for icy day hikes. For those who are unaware, micro spikes and crampons are essentially snow chains for your feet to increase traction on icy and snowy trails. Micro spikes are generally more affordable and they get the job done just as well for most day hiking purposes. Uh, crampons look like something that would grow out of the Terminator's feet and are more for they're generally for more difficult icy terrains. Uh, they have longer spikes at the bottom. When considering hiking footwear materials, if you want something breathable and flexible, go for synthetic mesh. But if you are in a wetter climate, consider a shoe or a boot with waterproof or resistant materials like leather or Gore-Tex. Now, they have been mentioned a couple times, but when getting into hiking, the basics of socks are simple. Look for socks made of breathable materials and pick the right length for your footwear. While cotton is durable, breathable, and comfortable, wow, that's a lot of adjectives, but it does have the downside of collecting perspiration like a steel trap. While we need to sweat, because it is our body's natural cooling mechanism and it helps regulate internal body temperatures, being wet outside does us no favors when we're trying to conserve body heat. Uh, when it gets chilly out, the outdoors really wants to take our heat from us uh, through conduction and excess evaporation. You know, that, that does, it makes us colder. Um, and the excess moisture on the foot also creates soft skin, which is more prone to blister formation. Avoid a breakdown on the Shoelace Express at all costs. Keep your feet dry. Materials such as merino wool or blends consisting of polyester or nylon are your best choices. These materials wick away sweat from the body, and while they are a bit more pricey and the material isn't as durable as synthetic or cotton, I do prefer merino wool socks personally. This type of wool is pretty neat because you can wear it in hot or cold temperatures, it's not itchy or scratchy, and it absorbs bacterial odors really well and dries out really quickly, so one pair will take you a long way. The height of your hiking socks will be determined by the cut of your footwear. Below the ankle, go with ankle or no-show socks. Uh, go with crew socks if your hiking footwear cut is above the ankle. If you do choose a pair of low-cut hiking shoes, plan on picking up a pair of gaiters to help keep sticks and stones out of your shoe. Gaiters are essentially pieces of fabric that wrap around your lower leg and ankle region and drape over your shoes. Gaiters not only help prevent things from getting inside of your shoe, gaiters also provide some protection from thorns, stinging nettle, and poison ivy on the trail if you're wearing shorts. If you plan to do a lot of winter hikes, there are also gaiters that will keep snow out of your boots and keep your pants dry while you're trekking through snowy trails. While you do see people hiking in sandals, I'm not sure if I would recommend it as your go-to. While modern sandals offer much more support and strap nicely to the foot, it can be a pain to have to stop and keep picking twigs and stones from between your feet and the sandal. But, as I noted earlier, hiking footwear is preference. If you rock it and love it, I really do support you.
When you're picking out your footwear, again, it has to be footwear that fits your unique anatomy. So go on, try on a variety of footwear. If you know you're gonna be rolling your ankle a bunch, find a pair of hiking boots. If you're an Alphasaurus Rex, get a pair of hiking shoes. There you have it, quick and informal guide to hiking footwear. I hope this helps you fill in some of your knowledge gaps when you're looking for hiking shoes. Uh, I am aware that the information shared on this show is probably not beneficial for more experienced hikers, but bear with me. The storytelling will come. If you've been listening closely so far, you will notice that there is a story unfolding before your very ears. As always, I'm very receptive to feedback. Let me know what you think on social media or, again, email me at dayhikeguidepodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I'm pretty excited about next week's episode. It will be my first story for the show, and it will be our first guest. So stay tuned, and I'll catch you later. Later.